Chapter 10 Territory, Power and Boundaries Who rules East Europe commands the heartland. Who rules the heartland commands the world island. Who rules the world island commands the world. Sir Halford John Mackinder, British Geographer, 1919 The essential question, how do boundaries reflect ideas of territoriality and political power on various scales? The concepts of power, territoriality and boundaries are often intertwined and dependent on one another. Economic systems, cultural patterns and processes and political systems have shaped various theories of how power is distributed on the political landscape. Physical geography and natural landscape influence and impact the distribution of power and form the function of boundaries and the morphology of political units. The forms of governance on international, national, regional and local scales are products of both human and physical landscapes. Concepts of political power and territoriality Geopolitics is the study of the effects of geography on politics and relations among states. More than just political power, geopolitics also relates to trade, resource management and the environment on a global scale. A key concept in geopolitics is territoriality a willingness by one person or group of people to defend space they claim. People express their territoriality when they influence others or shape events by asserting control over a space. Geographers use three theories to explain the distribution of power in the world. Organic theory Among the first Europeans to systematically study why some states grew powerful while others were weak was Frederick Ratzel. He was a trained biologist and influenced the ideas of his contemporary Charles Darwin. Ratzel viewed states as similar to living organisms and believed that the forces of natural selection applied to the relationship among them. Ratzel's organic theory argues that states are born and that they need nourishment and living space to survive. They obtain this living space or Lebensraum usually by annexing territory from weaker states. But if a state stayed weak, other states, stronger and more vigorous, would seize its land. According to Ratzel, a state either had to grow or it would cease to exist. Ratzel could support his organic theory by pointing to the westward expansion of the United States and the overseas colonization by Europeans. After Ratzel's death, German Nazis used the idea of Lebensraum to justify their plans to expand eastward into the farmlands of Poland. These moves, along with the efforts to annex parts of Austria and Czechoslovakia, where many German-speaking people live, led to World War II. The Heartland Theory 
In the late 19th century, many Europeans saw the successful colonial acquisitions and concluded that countries derived power from controlling water routes in the ocean. British geographer Sir Halfer Mankinder dissented. He developed the Heartland Theory, which argued that land-based power was essential in achieving global domination. Mackinder believed that establishing Eastern Europe led to the control of the Heartland, Eastern Europe plus Russia and Central Asia, which would lead to the domination of the world island, Eurasia plus Africa, thus resulting in the command of the world. He based his theory on a combination of beliefs and geographic facts. Improvements in land transportation, roads and railroads enabled military forces to move fast or faster on land as on water. Control over land was therefore much more important than maritime power. The heartland has large coal deposits and a wealth of other resources. The heartland is mostly landlocked, so it is well protected from naval attack. The only land route to invade the heartland is through Eastern Europe. The world island includes the majority of Earth's land and population. Mackinder's theory factored into political decisions of world powers for both world wars and numerous Cold War conflicts. Rimland Theory the Dutch-American Nicholas Spijkman created the Rimland Theory, which argued that power is derived from controlling strategic maritime areas of the world. The Rimland comprises densely populated coastal areas that reside outside of the heartland. Spikeman thought these areas were more crucial to worldwide power because they had more and more varied resources than the heartland, making people an access to the sea. He valued sea power more than Mankinder. Although Spyman died before the end of World War II, his writings influenced Western policy makers throughout the Cold War. The creation of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization in 1949 and President Harry Truman's policy of containing communist expansion reflected Spyman's beliefs. The Rimland theory may be best described as the following. Who rules the Rimland rules Eurasia. Who rules Eurasia controls the destiny of the world. Territoriality connects culture and economy. Defining territoriality may be easy, but applying it is complex. Under the influences of cultural forces and economic interests, people often disagree on how to allocate control of territories. Maps that show the boundaries of a state as clear, precise lines might suggest those boundaries are well defined. However, people might hotly disagree over the boundaries or simply ignore them in reality. Similarly, a state's sovereignty might be well established on paper, but people might not fully accept it. One example of the connection of territoriality to culture is the relationship between Sunni and Shia Muslims. 
These two branches of Islam divided on the question of who should succeed Muhammad after his death in 632. They have remained divided ever since, a division that has sometimes contributed to violence. In recent years, the conflict within Islam has been the clearest in the rivalry between Sunni-dominated Saudi Arabia and Shia-dominated Iran. Adding to the religious conflict between the countries is an ethnic difference. The Saudis are Arabs, and the Iranians are Persians. Each country has tried to expand its power over territory, which has led to tension and instability. Territoriality has always been closely connected to economic issues. In recent years, the Philippines, Malaysia, Brunei, Vietnam, Taiwan and China have claimed sovereignty over the Spratly Islands, an isolated group of islands in the South China Sea. Tensions run high on the subject in the region. But why are these countries seemingly willing to risk conflict over a group of islands, inlets and reefs? The answers are, in large part, economic. Experts believe that significant but unconfirmed petroleum reserves exist in this area. The region's fishing grounds supply work and food for many in the entire region. Major international shipping lanes pass through this area. As of 2016, each of the countries involved, except Brunei, occupied at least one part of the island group. China was attempting to expand the size of its holdings through dredging and land reclamation, building up small reefs into full-fledged islands from which conceivably, to better push and or enforce its claims of sovereignty. International and Internal Boundaries In theory, boundaries of all kinds exist to add clarity. They signal where people agree that one political entity ends or begins, helping people within them know what territory is theirs to administer and what is not. But when neighbours disagree on where lines separating them should be, boundaries become the subject of uncertainty. Throughout history, uncertain boundaries have been a frequent cause of bloodshed and war. Categories of Boundaries Boundaries represent changes in the use of space as one crosses from one side to another. Crossing a boundary implies that some rules, expectations or behaviours change. When moving across a formal international, national or local boundaries, these rules are referred to as laws. Some very influential boundaries are not set formally. Informal boundaries include ones marking the spheres of influence of powerful countries in the world, and ones reflecting neighbourhoods controlled by street gangs in a city. Boundaries can be identified in various ways. A defined 
boundary is one established by a legal document such as a treaty that divides one entity from another, an invisible line. The entity could range from a country to a single plot of real estate. A delimited boundary is a line drawn on a map to show the limits of a space. A demarcated boundary is one identified by physical objects placed on the landscape. The demarcation may be as simple as a sign or as complex as a set of fences and walls. Political boundaries can be natural or geometric. A natural boundary is based on physical features to separate entities. For example, the Missouri River divides Iowa and Nebraska, and the Himalayan mountains separate India and China. In contrast to a natural boundary is a geometric boundary. It is a straight line drawn by people that does not follow any physical feature closely. On a large scale, a geometric boundary divides the countries of Libya and Egypt. On a small scale, a geometric boundary might divide two suburbs of a city. Political boundaries are often precise. However, a cultural boundary is one based on human traits or behavior, so it often exists in the midst of gradual change over space. For example, in China, cuisine was once divided into two regions, wheat-based in the north and rice-based in the south, but no exact line ever divided these two regions sharply. Limited Solventry and International Boundary Disputes As the number of states have increased over the last century, so too have international boundary disputes. There are four main categories of boundary disputes. Definitional, based on position. Locational, or territorial. Operational, or functional. And allocational, based on resource. Definitional boundary disputes occur when two or more parties disagree over how to interpret the legal documents or maps that identify the boundary. These types of disputes often occur when antecedent boundaries. One example is the boundary between Chile and Argentina. The elevated crests of the Andes Mountains serve as the boundary, but since most of the southern lands were neither settled nor accurately mapped, this territory lies in dispute. Boundaries that center on where a boundary should be are known as locational boundaries. The post-World War I boundary between Germany and Poland was set by a treaty. However, Germans disputed the location because many people who considered themselves ethnically German live on the Polish side of the border. This type of expansionism, irredentism, that occurs when one country seeks to annex territory in another because it has part of the population tying themselves to the home country that live there. An operational boundary dispute centers not on where the boundary is, but how it functions. 
As refugees fled the civil war in Syria that began in 2011, Europeans viewed their national boundaries differently. Some viewed the boundaries as lines where responsibility for helping refugees shifted from one country to another. Others viewed boundaries as barriers to keep the refugees out. When a boundary separates natural resources that may be used by both countries, it is referred to as an allocational boundary dispute. When it comes to natural resources, boundaries serve as vertical planes that extend both up into the sky and down into the earth. The extraction of subterranean resources extending on both sides of the boundary may become complicated and lead to conflict. In 1990, Iraq evaded Kuwait because it claimed that the Kuwaitis were drilling too many wells using oblique boreholes, thus breaking the vertical plane and extracting oil on the Iraqi side of the border. Classifications of Boundaries Type Antecedent Definition a boundary drawn before a large population was present. Example of an antecedent boundary. The boundary between the United States and Canada along the 49th parallel. A subsequent boundary or ethno-geographic boundary. A boundary drawn to accommodate religious, ethnic, linguistic, or economic differences. Examples of subsequent or ethnographic boundaries. The boundary between Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom, and the Republic of Ireland. Type of boundary. Relic. Definition. A boundary that no longer exists, but evidence of it is still existing on the landscape today. Example of relic boundary The boundary between East and West Germany The states that are now combined Superimposed boundary A boundary drawn by outside powers Example of a superimposed boundary The boundary between Mali and Maturinicha very common throughout Africa and Southwest Asia. Militarized boundary. The boundary that is heavily guarded and discourages crossing and movement. Examples of militarized boundary. The boundary between North Korea and South Korea. An open boundary. A boundary where crossing is unimpeded. Example of an open boundary. The boundaries between countries in Europe that signed the Sinead Agreement. Boundaries influence identity, interaction and exchange. Boundaries, regardless of type, can influence a state's identity, interaction with neighboring countries, and the international community as a whole. The exchange of resources, goods, services, and people. These can result in positive or negative effects. Extending a state's boundary or reacting to aggressive forces on a state's boundaries can stir strong feelings of nationalism.
Boundaries help establish a country's reason for existence. Therefore, national identity can play an important role on how boundaries function. Boundaries influence how people interact. Following the end of World War II in 1945, Europe had its most peaceful seven decades and the past seven centuries. One reason for this is the agreements among the EU member states and further agreements with non-EU states made most of the continent effectively borderless. With goods and people flowing freely from one country to another, people seemed less willing to turn to violence to settle disputes. In contrast, in Europe, the Korean peninsula has become sharply divided. In 1953, a truce ended combat in the Korean War. The two sides accepted a temporary military boundary that divided the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, North Korea, with the Republic of Korea, South Korea. Though called the Demilitarized Zone or the DMZ, the boundary became heavily militarized and is now completely blocks the flow of trade and people. Since the early 1960s, South Korea, using strong government support of its industries to produce goods for exports, has transformed itself into a prosperous, democratic country. However, North Korea has become mired in poverty under an authoritarian government and isolated from most of the world. The Law of the Sea As earlier stated, the vertical plane extends above and below ground along a state's boundary. Widely accepted by countries throughout the world, this principle defines airspace and subterranean space. However, how far horizontally out into the ocean should a country's influence spread? Conflicts over the use of the ocean have been common in modern history. Only in the last half of the century of the 20th century were water boundaries addressed systematically. Between 1973 and 1982, the United Nations Convention of the Law of the Sea was signed by over 150 countries. It defined four zones as follows. Territorial Sea Up to 12 nautical miles of sovereignty. Commercial vessels may pass, but non-commercial vessels may be challenged. Contiguous Zone Coastal states have limited sovereignty for up to 24 nautical miles where they can enforce laws on customs, immigration and sanitation. Exclusive Economic Zone or EZZ Coastal states can explore, extract minerals and manage up to 200 nautical miles. High Seas Waters beyond the Exclusive Economic Zone, or the EZZ, is open to all states. If two coastal states share a waterway and are less than 24 nautical miles apart, (coughs) then the distance between the two coasts is divided in half. For example, if only 20 miles of water separate two countries, then each would be entitled to 10 miles of territorial sea. 
The states that have islands have been granted vast areas of space. For example, if a country's farthest island extends several hundred miles from the mainland, then the Exclusive Economic Zone, or EZZ, of that outward island extends the country's claims by another 200 miles. For example, around Alaska, where islands extend far out into the Bering Sea, the EZZ of the United States is huge. Disputes over territorial control in coastal waters can turn violent. In 1973, Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi extended his 12-mile territorial sea to include the entire Gulf of Sidra. He created a line of death that was not to be crossed. U.S. leaders considered the line a violation of the law of the sea, and the U.S. Navy ships challenged the line by sailing through the Gulf. In August 1981, while flying inside of the line of death but outside of the 12-mile limit, the U.S. F-14 fighter jets engaged and shot down two Libyan fighter jets. Similar instances occurred between the United States and Libya in 1986 and and 1989. Voting districts, redistricting, and gerrymandering. International boundaries are important, but countries' internal boundaries are as well. In representative democracies, citizens vote for leaders to govern on their behalf. At the national, state, and local levels, these elected officials represent citizens known as the electorate and are designed to define districts with distinct boundaries. In the United States, to ensure the districts have close to the same number of people, the Constitution requires a federal government to take a census, a count of the population, every 10 years. After the results of the census have been calculated, the national government determines each state's number of representatives through reapportionment, changing the number of representatives granted to each state so it reflects the state's population. State legislatures then redraw district boundaries so that each district contains roughly the same number of people. This process is known as redistricting. The total number of representatives in the U.S. House of Representatives has been fixed at 435 since 1912. Regardless of reapportionment results, each state is guaranteed at least one representative. This process often becomes filled with political maneuvering. Gerrymandering is the drawing of boundaries for political districts by the party or group in power to extend or cement their advantage. The term is derived in part from Massachusetts Governor Elbridge Gerry from 1744 to 1814. He influenced the drawing of districts in Massachusetts to benefit his own political party. A newspaper editor noticed that an oddly shaped district re resembled a salamander and coined the term gerrymander. The process of gerrymandering has been used from the national scale to influence congressional districts such as in Louisiana to the local scale to influence city council districts.
types of gerrymandering. Cracking. Dispersing a group into several districts to prevent a majority. Packing. Combining like-minded voters into one district to prevent them from affecting elections in other districts. Stacking. Diluting a minority population populated district with majority populations. Hijacking. Redrawing two districts in order to force two elected representatives of the same party to run against each other. Kidnapping. Moving an area where an elected representative has support to an area where he or she does not have support. The effects of boundaries. A boundary is more than a line between two political entities. It has effects that stretch well beyond simple questions of space and into political, cultural and economic regions that affect various populations in various ways. Language and Religion Political boundaries often do not follow cultural and economic landscapes. Sometimes boundaries separate people who speak the same language, practice the same religion, or share other traits. Other times, a region becomes a shatterbelt, one that suffers instability because it is located between two very different regions. Eastern Europe has historically been a shatterbelt between Western Europe and Russia. While Western Europe has historically been Roman Catholic or Protestant, Russia has been Orthodox. For most of the 20th century, Western Europe was gradually capitalist and Russia was communist. Other shatterbelts include the Caucasus Mountain region and the Sudan. As people move and boundaries change, so too does language. The language often changes because people separated by boundaries develop distinct dialects. When boundaries are placed in an attempt to unite people who have distinct dialects, the unification process proves to be difficult, as was the case with Italy. Italy did not become a unified state until the 1860s. Before unification, people spoke a variety of languages depending on where they lived. From the Alps in the north of Sicily to the south, no single language united everyone. Despite over 150 years as a single state, people in Italy remained only loosely bound together. Religion and boundaries can make a violent mixture. Within the boundaries of India, most people are Hindu, but a large minority are Muslims. This division creates tensions that sometimes lead to violence. However, countries such as the United States and South Korea demonstrate that people of different faiths can live in harmony. The division of Ireland demonstrates how complicated religion and boundaries can become. In the mid-20th century, most of Ireland won its independence from the United Kingdom and formed the Republic of Ireland, which was 95% Roman Catholic. However, a small area in the north, known as Northern Ireland, remained part of the United Kingdom. 
this area was only 35% Catholic. It was mostly Protestant. The boundary between the Republic and North Ireland created two problems. On one hand, it divided the Catholics in the Republic and the Northern Ireland who wanted to be together as one country. On the other hand, it united Catholics and Protestants into one political entity, Northern Ireland. There, Catholic-Protestant tensions, which included economic and political conflicts as well as religious ones, led to three decades of violence starting in 1968. Before peace was restored, about 3,000 people were killed in bombings and shootings. Ethnicity, Nationality and Economy Boundaries often ones that are superimposed or enforced by a dominant nation or ethnic group, can create conflict for nations occupying the same space. Sri Lanka, an island off the southern tip of India, is home to two groups that see themselves as ethnically distinct from one another, the Sinhalese and the Tamilis. The Sinhalese are the majority. They are mostly Buddhist and they live in the southern part of the country. The Tamil Minority are mostly Hindus and they live in the northern eastern part of the island. The Tamils long felt they were treated as second-class citizens by the Sangalese. Hoping to win an independent homeland, the Tamil rebels began fighting in 1980. They were defeated in 2009, but around 75,000 Sri Lankans have died in the fighting. It is not clear whether cultural differences between the two groups will lead to more violence or whether advances in communication, travel and trade will reduce the tensions between them. Different forms of government Countries are governed on more than one level, but different forms of governance allot power in different ways affecting how much authority is available at both the national and local levels. <coughs> Federal and Unitary States Two main types of political spatial organizations are federal and unitary systems of governance. Both systems administer the day-to-day -day operations of governance with sovereignty and the national government is the final authority. The differences between each are outlined now. Federal versus unitary states. The trait, authority of government. In federal, it's shared between the central government, provincial, state and local governments. In a unitary system, the authority of government is held primarily by the central government with very little power given to local governments. The hierarchy of power in a federal system of government, multiple levels of power. Power is diffused throughout the hierarchy. But the hierarchy of power in a unitarian government, no hierarchy of sovereign powers. Type of country where commonly used. Federal, multiple ethnic groups with significant minorities type of country where unitary is commonly used, few cultural differences and small minorities. Local powers vary by government type. 
in both federal and unitary states, local divisions of governments have some degree of power. But the amount of power that depends on the level of power exercised by the national government. Large landmass countries such as the United States, Canada, and Russia tend to be federal states. In contrast, smaller landmass countries such as Japan, Egypt, and Spain tend to be unitary states. These patterns have many exceptions. China is a large country with a unitary, very centralized government. Belgium is a small country that is a federal state, which reflects the ethnic divide between its Walloon and Flemish citizens. States that use federal governments often do so to placitate various cultural differences, allowing local governments to manage their own affairs, such as education, helps keep the peace and maintain a sense of unity. Provinces in northern Nigeria have enacted Shiara to accommodate the growing Muslim majority in that country. Unitary states have strong centralized governments that control almost all matters of governance. Provincial and local governments, in most cases, are simply extensions of the national government. Unitary states can either be undemocratic, such as China and Saudi Arabia, or fairly democratic, such as in France and Indonesia. The effects of state morphology. A state's shape or morphology can influence how many people in the state interact. In particular, if a country's morphology includes a highly populated central region and outlying areas far from its center, then the people in the outlying areas may face the following issues. They might have difficulty receiving goods and services, especially if the infrastructure is inadequate. They might feel underrepresented in the government or more closely tied to neighboring countries. They might feel isolated from family members or ethnic groups who live far away. They might demand strong local control over natural resources in their region, which could lead to internal political conflict. Types of state morphology Compact state Characteristics Distance from the center does not vary significantly Efficient trade, travel, and communication from the center Examples of compact states Poland, Romania, Zimbabwe Elongated states Potential isolation at the periphery Difficult communication and travel, challenging to govern and defend. Examples of elongated states, Chile and Norway. Prorupted state, compact area within an extension. Limited access, prorruption may cause disruption. Examples, India, Thailand. Democratic Republic of the Congo. Perforated state. State that completely surrounds another state. Surrounded state dependent on perforated state for travel and trade. Examples of a perforated state. South Africa. Italy. Fragmented state. Scattered islands from the core. 
problems with trade, communication, travel, and the distribution of power. Examples of scattered states, the Philippines, Indonesia, the United States. Patterns of local and metropolitan governance. Local and metropolitan forms of governance, things such as municipalities, school districts, and regional planning commissions are sub-national political units that have varying degrees of control. Most people in the world who are under the rule of overlapping levels of government. In the United States there is one federal government, over 50 state, commonwealth and territorial governments, and over 87,000 local governments. This last category includes roughly 3,000 counties, 20,000 cities, 16,000 townships, 13,000 school districts, and 35,000 special purpose districts, such as police districts. The number of units of government changes from year to year. One way this happens is that a city, to increase its individual and commercial tax bases, might seek to add outlying territory to its domain. Annexation is the process of legally adding territory to a city. However, residents of a new residential development on what had been farmland might prefer to create their own town rather than being annexed by an existing city. This leads to a new city government and increased competition for services, businesses and taxes. Geographic Perspectives Units of Government Geographers study how political power is distributed across space at different scales. At the global scale, power is distributed among countries. At the national scale, power is distributed among units such as provinces or states. At the local scale, power can be distributed among several types of units, counties, cities, school districts, and others. Some local districts have very specialized functions. They might fund fire protection or a public library. Illinois includes several mosquito abatement districts. The Des Plaines Valley Mosquito Abatement District includes 77 square miles in the western suburbs of Chicago. It has about five full-time employees and hires another two dozen or so workers seasonally. Mosquito abatement districts are one reason that Illinois leads all of the states in the number of local government. In 2013, Illinois had 6,963 units of government. A typical resident lived with its six or more layers of local government. In second place was Texas, with 5,147 units. However, the population of Texas is more than double that of Illinois. Mosquito abatement districts highlight the issue of the best way to distribute power spatially. Many people, such as the mosquitoes and diseases they spread, drug trafficking and pollution, pay no attention to political boundaries. One response to these problems is to create special districts to address these problems. Another is to build cooperation among existing units of government, 
A third is to refer the problem to a higher level of government, such as state or a national agency. Deciding where to locate the power to respond to these problems is the constant issue of debate. But eat, but eat, but eat, but eat. That's all, folks.